the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Worshiping God in Our Giving. And now here's Bishop Caldwell. And we live in a time now where a lot of God's people ain't believing God like they used to believe God. Which means then that the productivity on the seed, ain't nothing wrong with the seed. The problem is, is that the good ground ain't producing like it ought to because the good ground is walking and talking and sounding like the world right through here. Barely holding on. And a lot of good ground don't want to come to church no more. So the problem is never with the word. It's always the ground. So now the wayside, the stony, and the thorns, and the good has to do with the heart of man. So when you take good seed and sow that good seed into God's people, then God is saying my people ought to respond to me. Because I am their God and they are my people. But a lot of God's people are not responding to him. They're not responding to him. Because they've taken on a worldly mindset. And they see the church as a place to go only when they got a 911. So watch this slant now. This is real steep. So when you talk about sowing good seed into good ground. God is saying listen. You're born again of my spirit. Not a corruptible seed but of incorruptible seed by the word of God which lives and abides forever. 1 Peter 1, 23, right? So we're born of the seed which is born of God's word, which means then that we are the good seed that God has sown into the good ground, which is our heart. So why are we not producing a hundredfold all of the time? Because people are listening to crazy stuff like you don't give to get, I ain't giving that preacher all my money. Ain't no way I'm going to put all this money in church. All of that stuff right there is causing a whole lot of people to come up short. Because ain't nothing wrong with the word. It's never anything wrong with the word. So it has to be heard, received, and acted upon. If you want your house to be debt free. <laughs> Okay, so if we're a good seed, why are we fighting? If we're a good seed, the good seed is the word, and we're a good ground because we're born again. That's the only good ground out of these four. Then why are we struggling with finances? Because it's something wrong. It's something wrong, and you know what it is. So you need to get mad at me, you know, because you robbing God. I ain't robbing him. So we got to understand we are the good seed. And Jesus talked in another place about the bad seed. And he called the bad seed uh, uh, Satan's children. So God does not expect no obedience out of bad people. You know, I may have gone a little bit overboard with that, but 
That's all right. I'm, I'm used to hanging out overboard. And I look at some of y'all, y'all ain't satisfied till you out there with me. <laughs> okay? So if, if, if I'm going to reap what I sow, and God is the one who put the vegetation on the third day and the seed producing after his own kind, then I should learn from him that I need to sow in order if I am going to get back, I need to plant something. Amen. Now, I want you to go back to Ecclesiastes right quick. We're talking about sowing good seed into good ground. So when God gives us his word and we are the good ground, then why are we not producing after his own kind? Because we are listening to another voice. And if you notice now, God has not made anybody do anything. Now, you know, think about that. Jesus ran them out of the temple. That's the only thing that he did to make them get up off of it. Well, other than that, God asked. He does not force us to do anything. He said, if you love me, obey me. Okay? Now, where did I tell you to go? All right, ask your neighbor, are you sowing? All right. If you sow, you ought to expect to reap. That's fair. Is that fair? Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. I want you to see that you have to give to get. That, that's my, maybe that's what I should have named this message, give to get. Okay, all right, watch this. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, commencing at verse 1. Cast thy bread, that's your dough. That's your Monet. That's your L dead Presidentes. Cast your bread upon the waters of God's word, thank you. For thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon earth. That's why we should not stop sowing. We don't know. Don't get me started about Washington, D.C. Verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. These, these are things, God is talking to us about things that we ought to be able to understand, period. You don't have to be saved to understand this. If a tree falls toward the north, all things being equal, and you come upon it 10 days or 10 years after that, it's still facing north. Now what part are you confused by? You think the tree fell north and then when the wind came, it picked itself up and then fell south? The Lord is talking to us about things that we can see. And see, I'm scared of you if you don't have practical common sense. You're going to sit up and leave your door open talking about the Lord is my protector. Yeah, he sure is. He sure is. When you're fighting somebody off of you at night because you ain't locked your door, it ain't God's fault. So the Lord here has got us involved in the worst practical. Some of the saints, they have long since left us. Okay? Okay? Verse 4. He that observeth the wind 
shall not sow. And he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Now, if you observe the wind, talking about, ooh, it's too, the, the wind blowing too hard out there. I ain't going to go out there trying to sow no seed because it ain't going to get in the ground where I done dug the hole. So ain't no need to be going out there because the wind blowing. But watch this. He that observes the wind shall not sow. And he that regards the clouds shall not reap. Oh, I, I can't, it might rain out there on me in the middle of that back 40 back there. So I ain't going today because it may rain. So that harvest just going to have to wait. Didn't God tell us to not be slowful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord? Why are some of us so lazy about spiritual things? Why are some people so lazy about material things? Christians should be on top of it. You got eternal life, name written in the book. You ought to be the happiest person on the planet. All right, let me move on because I ain't getting no help in here, but that's all right. That's all right. Verse 5. As thou knowest not what is the way of the wind... Know how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child. You don't know that. Even so thou knowest not the works of God who make it all. Here we go. Watch the work of God. In the morning sow your seed. And in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not which shall prosper. Either this or that or whether they both shall be a lack good. God said, don't, listen, don't you let Wall Street and the evening news determine how much you're going to give God at the house. Don't observe the wind because if you do, you won't sow. And don't observe the clouds because if you do, you won't reap. Sow your seed. Who knows whether or not both of them are going to return to you a great harvest. So if God could get his good ground that's receiving his good word, to walk according to that word and be in good ground, then a lot of us would have lives that are more fulfilling and more plush and better, you know, and we would be happier campers if we quit thinking so hard. Okay? So what can become our strength can also become our weakness. In Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, a feast is made for laughter. And wine maketh merry, but money answers all things. Hello? Now, if money answers all things, then, 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 you know, you shouldn't come up without having some conversation. So God is telling us, listen, if I give you a place of employment, I'm giving you an opportunity to get some physical seed, to sow some physical seed. But it's going to happen in the realm of the spirit if your heart is good ground to sow good seed into and you are my seed and you are the seed of Abraham. And Abraham was not rich. He was very rich. So we are the seed of Abraham by faith in Jesus Christ. So we got good seed. We, we, if our hearts are good ground, why are we not prospering? Why are we living from hand to mouth? Why is it that the world is out there enjoying itself, partying like it's 1999 on the way to hell and enjoying the ride. And God's people are laymen and mourning at the church and stingy and tight and don't want to give God what is his because he's gave, has given us what is his. It's something wrong with us. It's something wrong with us. And the quickest thing that we can grab onto that, that 
will influence us to not give, we grab that and we hold on to it. And some people got to mitigate our destiny to talk about God know what I need. Yeah, you need to give. That's what God know you need to do. And I need to do. Because it's in sowing that reaping comes. Get out. Get just <laughs> y'all just leave. Look at don't even don't even look back and see if the door won't close. Just but no, stay right here. Listen. If we're to cast our bread upon the waters, and not many days it's gonna come back, can't you see yourself standing on the uh, at the dock of the bay? You take you take one loaf and you throw it out in the centrifugal force of the water carries that loaf out there and not many days after that here come that loaf coming back and it's bringing some more loaves with it and you got all these loaves coming back because you cast that one loaf you cast your bread on the water bread is dough dough is bread bread is money stretching out on God's word is the water of the word that will bring back to you in abundance. If you sow little, you reap little. If you sow nothing, you reap nothing. If you sow bountifully, and oh yeah, by the way, with a cheerful heart, because God loves a cheerful giver, then you reap abundantly. But see, here's the problem. It's not that God is not watching over his word to perform it. It's that a lot of God's people are not operating in good stewardship. It makes no sense to have four children, a man nowhere around. All of the utilities, all of the mortgage, all of everything is on you. And you're concerned about how, how much you spend on a dress. Now, I ain't jumping on the women. I'm just, I'm just saying when if, if God's people would align their priorities right, they would have something. Wow. This thank you, brother Fred. God bless your heart, little eloquent preacher. Listen, this is tight, but it's right. And it'll work if we work it. Amen. Now, um, let me move on. Go to the book of James. And I want you to go to the fifth chapter. You know, because every now and then there's some folk that think they're rich come to our churches. And they don't give nothing. A lot of these so-called rich people, you know why they rich so-called? Because they don't give nobody nothing. And God forbid that I would judge rich people. But I'm just here to say, we, we had a guy one time claim to be a millionaire. Our offering didn't go up. <laughs> Our offering didn't go up, and I wonder why he's still here. But we have to be careful. Ushers, are you listening? We to, members, are you listening? I don't care what a person may have. We ought to love people anyway, whether they have a lot or have a little or have nothing. But some people are so struck with people that have money, 
and and some people are so so inundated with a covetous spirit until they they just want to get close to somebody that they think they have something so they can get something. And a lot of folks just want you know what somebody else have. That's why some folks just love ain't got nothing to do with it. Anybody, it got money. Huh? They got money, so you ought to just marry the money. Rub him on the head, tell him how much you love him. Huh? The love of money, not money, is root of all evil. And if your morals ain't right, if your mind ain't right, that money will change you. Let me read it to you. See, because some of y'all think I'm picking on you. It's right here in the word. Are you in James chapter 5? Now, now watch this. In verse 1. Come now, you rich men. Weep and howl. Ooh. For your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted. And your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold. And silver are rusted. And the rust of them shall be a witness against you. And shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasure together for the last day. Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields. Which is of you kept back by fraud. You ain't paying them folk that made you rich. Crieth and the cries of them who have reaped or entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. You have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. You have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he doth resist you. He does not resist you. This is what we have. You have, you have a lot of people that have spent all of their life just to have some silverware. In the china cabinet. And some furniture in the living room. With the plastic still on it. And the children are grown. And the grandchildren now got grandchildren. And they, their lives have now come down to one room, one TV, one toilet. And all that stuff is of no use. We went to see a movie had to do with all the money in the world. And that old man came down. He had bought just about anything and everything that he could invest in. And it all came down. He was in this big old castle and died right there in his night clothes alone. Money can become a powerful servant, but boy, is a terrible master. And a lot of times when people get it, it changes everything about them. You take this young man, 20 years of age, that, that just won this largest lottery in history, 500 some odd million dollars. I think he's going to settle for about 200 some odd million. He wants to, you know, do a lot of things. 
But that young man has no idea what's coming his way. When you got money and folk know it, there'll be no rest for the weary. So here the problem in the book of James is that these rich folk had all of this stuff and, and they had defrauded the people that had worked their fields down and they did not pay them adequate wages and now they got all this stuff. Man, listen, you got a lot of people that are right now stuttering in their step, barely making it with this little old black woman holding their hand, taking them down to Piccadilly's to get them something to eat. They probably use the N-word like it was running out. George Wallace went down with a bullet over yonder in Alabama. Last face he saw was a black woman taking care of him and cleaning his body up. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Don't you let money make you be no fool. And if we ain't worshiping God with it, what we got it for? If you're not being a blessing and, and helping somebody, what you got it for? You can't take it with you. We saw that. Jesus talked to us about that. Over yonder, rich man died, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. He didn't go to hell because he was rich. He went to hell because he rejected God. And the poor man didn't go to heaven because he was poor. He went to heaven because he accepted what God had. So don't, let you, don't you let your money make you no fool. Because you talking about being played money will play you. Here you are walking around, you 85, and you went and brought a red Corvette <laughs> with, <laughs> with five in the flow. Uh, man, I've seen, I've seen older people too, bless their heart, all their life, all they really wanted was a big old car. I've seen them. Hands shaking just like that. Big old car. Ran over the garbage can and <laughs> tore the brick off the side of the garage. They just had to have a big car. <laughs> God wants us to live our lives and be progressive as we move forward with wisdom. And a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. God doesn't want the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and he had no sorrow with it. You got that? All right, now, if there's no such thing as giving to get, then explain this scripture to me. You still in James chapter 5? All right, somebody say, I give to get. All right, those of you that's not quite there, then it's okay for you to work your lips, okay? But if you're not giving to get, I don't know what you're giving for. And God doesn't either. James 5, look at verse 7. Now, if this ain't a gift to get, you tell me. Verses 7 and 8, James chapter 5. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth now. Why is the farmer waiting now that he done planted the seed if ain't no crop coming? Huh? He's waiting for the farmer in the latter rain. Why? Because he done put the seed in the ground. 
Now, if the farmer just putting seed and don't expect no return, he might as well get on up the road on his John Deere tractor. It doesn't make sense to give and expect nothing in return. Now, I know there's a scripture that says that, but you got to keep that in context. If you give to somebody, you can give to them not expecting anything in return. But if you loan them something, could you help me up in here? You should expect them to pay you back when they said they would pay you back. Am I the only one here? Some people worship money. Matthew chapter 6. Some people worship money. You know, I, I tell you this. The Lord has blessed me in my house. And I tell you one thing. Money is not what a lot of folk think it is. Because the more you get, the more you got to deal with your uncle. Uh, you know what your uncle is, huh? your uncle Sammy, and Sammy got some stuff for you, buddy. You already paid in. You already paid taxes on the money that they gonna send. Today's message: Worshiping God in Our Giving. FC two five two nine. FC two five two nine is available on CD for only ten dollars, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at. 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us at net. Now the question is Will I do as we will there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. We're 
Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.